Section six of the Celtic Twilight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Celtic Twilight by William Butler Yeats. Village Ghosts. In the great cities, we see so little of the world, we drift into our minority in the little towns and villages there are no minorities people are not numerous enough you must see the world there perforce every man is himself a class every hour carries its new challenge when you pass the inn at the end of the village you leave your favourite whimsy behind you for you will meet no one who can share it we listen to eloquent speaking read books and write them settle all the affairs of the universe the dumb village multitudes pass on unchanging the feel of the spade in the hand is no different for all our talk good seasons and bad follow each other as of old the dumb multitudes are no more concerned with us than is the old horse peering through the rusty gate of the village pound the ancient map-makers wrote across unexplored regions here are lions across the villages of fishermen and turners of the earth so different are these from us we can write but one line that is certain here are ghosts my ghosts inhabit the village of h in leinster history has in no manner been burdened by this ancient village with its crooked lanes its old abbey churchyard full of long grass its green background of small fir trees and its quay where lie a few tarry fishing luggers in the annals of entomology it is well known for a small bay lies westward a little where he who watches night after night may see a certain rare moth fluttering along the edge of the tide just at the end of evening or the beginning of dawn a hundred years ago it was carried here from italy by smugglers in a cargo of silks and laces if the moth-hunter would throw down his net and go hunting for ghost-tales or tales of the fairies and such-like children of lilith he would have need for far less patience to approach the village at night a timid man requires great strategy a man was once heard complaining by the cross of jesus how shall i go if i pass by the hill of dunboy old captain burney may look out on me if i go round by the water and up by the steps there is the headless one and another on the quays and a new one under the old churchyard wall if i go right round the other way mrs stuart is appearing at hillside gate and the devil himself is in the hospital lane i never heard which spirit he braved but i feel sure it was not the one in the hospital lane in cholera times a shed had been there set up to receive patients when the need had gone by it was pulled down but ever since the ground where it stood has broken out in ghosts and demons and fairies there is a farmer at h paddy b by name a man of great strength and a teetotaler his wife and sister-in-law musing on his great strength often wonder what he would do if he drank one night when passing through the hospital lane he saw what he supposed at first to be a tame rabbit after a little he found that it was a white cat when he came near the creature slowly began to swell larger and larger and as it grew he felt his own strength ebbing away as though it were sucked out of him he turned and ran by the hospital lane goes the fairy's path 
every evening they travel from the hill to the sea from the sea to the hill at the sea end of their path stands a cottage one night mrs arbanathy who lived there left her door open as she was expecting her son her husband was asleep by the fire a tall man came in and sat beside him after he had been sitting there for a while the woman said in the name of god who were you he got up and went out saying never leave the door open at this hour or evil may come to you she woke her husband and told him one of the good people has been with us said he probably the man braved mrs stuart at hillside gate when she lived she was the wife of the protestant clergyman her ghost was never known to harm any one say the village people it is only doing penance upon the earth not far from hillside gate where she haunted appeared for a short time a much more remarkable spirit its haunt was the bogain a green lane leading from the western end of the village i quote its history at length a typical village tragedy in a cottage at the village end of the bogain lived a house painter jim montgomery and his wife they had several children he was a little dandy and came of a higher class than his neighbors his wife was a very big woman her husband who had been expelled from the village choir for drink gave her a beating one day her sister heard of it and came and took down one of the window shutters montgomery was neat about everything and had shutters on the outside of every window and beat him with it being big and strong like her sister he threatened to prosecute her she answered that she would break every bone in his body if he did she never spoke to her sister again because she had allowed herself to be beaten by so small a man jim montgomery grew worse and worse his wife soon began to have not enough to eat she told no one for she was very proud often too she would have no fire on a cold night if any neighbors came in she would say she had let the fire out because she was just going to bed the people often heard her husband beating her but she never told anyone she got very thin at last one saturday there was no food in the house for herself and the children she could bear it no longer and went to the priest and asked him for some money he gave her thirty shillings her husband met her and took the money and beat her on the following monday she got very ill and sent for a mrs kelly mrs kelly as soon as she saw her said my woman you are dying and sent for the priest and the doctor she died in an hour after her death as montgomery neglected the children the landlord had them taken to the workhouse a few nights after they had gone mrs kelly was going home through the bogain when the ghost of mrs montgomery appeared and followed her it did not leave her until she reached her own house she told the priest father s a noted antiquarian and could not get him to believe her a few nights afterward mrs kelly again met the spirit in the same place she was in too great terror to go the whole way but stopped at a neighbor's cottage midway and asked them to let her in they answered they were going to bed she cried out in the name of god let me in or i will break open the door they opened and so she escaped from the ghost next day she told the priest again this time he believed and said it would follow her until she spoke to it she met the spirit a third time in the bogain she asked what kept it from its rest 
the spirit said that its children must be taken from the workhouse for none of its relations were ever there before and that three masses were to be said for the repose of its soul if my husband does not believe you she said show him that and touched mrs kelly's wrist with three fingers the places where they touched swelled up and blackened then she vanished for a time montgomery would not believe that his wife had appeared she would not show herself to mrs kelly he said she with respectable people to appear to he was convinced by the three marks and the children were taken from the workhouse the priest said the masses and the shade must have been at rest for it has not since appeared some time afterward jim montgomery died in the workhouse having come to great poverty through drink i know some people who believe they have seen the headless ghost upon the quay and one who when he passes the old cemetery wall at night sees a woman with white borders to her cap creep out and follow him the apparition only leaves him at his own door the villagers imagine that she follows him to avenge some wrong i will haunt you when i die is a favorite threat his wife was once half scared to death by what she considers a demon in the shape of a dog these are a few of the open-air spirits the more domestic of their tribe gather within doors plentiful as swallows under southern eaves one night a mrs nolan was watching by her dying child in floody's lane suddenly there was the sound of knocking heard at the door she did not open fearing it was some inhuman thing that knocked the knocking ceased after a little the front door and then the back door were burst open and closed again her husband went to see what was wrong he found both doors bolted the child died the doors were again opened and closed as before then mrs nolan remembered that she had forgotten to leave window or door open as the custom is for the departure of the soul these strange openings and closings and knockings were warnings and reminders from the spirits who attend the dying the house ghost is usually a harmless and well-meaning creature it is put up with as long as possible it brings good luck to those who live with it i remember two children who slept with their mother and sisters and brothers in one small room in the room was also a ghost they sold herrings in the dublin streets and did not mind the ghost much because they knew they would always sell their fish easily while they slept in the haunted room i have some acquaintance among the ghost seers of western villages the connaught tales are very different from those of leinster these h spirits have a gloomy matter-of-fact way with them they come to announce a death to fulfil some obligation to revenge a wrong to pay their bills even as did a fisherman's daughter the other day and then hasten to their rest all things they do decently and in order it is demons and not ghosts that transform themselves into white cats or black dogs the people who tell the tales are poor serious-minded fishing people who find in the doings of the ghosts the fascination of fear in the western tales is a whimsical grace a curious extravagance the people who recount them live in the most wild and beautiful scenery under a sky ever loaded and fantastic with flying clouds they are farmers and laborers who do a little fishing now and then they do not fear the spirits too much to feel an artistic and humorous pleasure in their doings the ghosts themselves share in their quaint hilarity 
in one western town on whose deserted wharf the grass grows these spirits have so much vigour that when a misbeliever ventured to sleep in a haunted house i have been told they flung him through the window and his bed after him in the surrounding villages the creatures use the most strange disguises a dead old gentleman robs the cabbages of his own garden in the shape of a large rabbit a wicked sea-captain stayed for years inside the plaster of a cottage wall in the shape of a snipe making the most horrible noises he was only dislodged when the wall was broken down then out of the solid plaster the snipe rushed away whistling end of village ghosts